Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Folks, and welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And my name is Phil Thompson. We uh, work for a company called JSL Solutions. We do podcasts almost every week. We're a uh, tech company that uh, helps enable churches. Our specialty is working with churches and ministries uh, to use technology, help them to use technology to fulfill their mission and goal. What are some of the technology products that we have, Steve? So we offer three main products right now, um, streamingchurch.tv, churchapplive.com and myflock.com. So they are some streaming solutions, some mobile app solution, and church management and church website. Which, ironically, is what we're going to talk about today, church websites. Yes. Uh, And maybe some church management systems in there. So anyhow, we we like to help churches. That's kind of been our life as uh, we've been involved in ministry ourselves. For a number of years. And so today we are going to talk about websites. And uh, the title is, Is Your Website Good Enough? <laughs> is it good enough? Um, so there's a, there's been some research done on this topic. And uh, one of them is by Lifeway. Lifeway Research has showed that about one-fifth of churches in America do not have a website. <laughs> I find this amazing. I just I can't believe that. But I guess if you're Amish, maybe they're counting the Amish. I don't know what they're counting. But uh, so, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably interested in in joining the 78% or so uh, when it comes to actually having a website and how you can make that better. Uh, So I, I personally think it's a good idea. You may have a website right now and you probably do if you're listening to this podcast, but you, you, you should probably look it over from time to time, maybe even have some other eyes look at it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's probably good to get a little bit of a facelift once in a while and, uh, maybe look at some of the features you have, see if you can improve upon them, maybe get rid of some things on your homepage, maybe add some new stuff, you know, give it a little makeover. So what we're going to do here today is kind of look at some things here, some questions. We're going to throw some questions out to you, uh, about your website that you can think about. And then we'll suggest some things, some that, solutions yeah, huh? that might help you. So are we ready to rock and roll? We're here? ready. All right. So I guess the first question would be, um, you know, you need to ask yourself this and, and maybe ask some other people so that you're not having a biased answer here, but is, is your website really helping visitors, you know, find your church and, and connect to your church? Right. So that's got to be a, a question I think to ask. Yeah. So uh, one of the, the key things we always talk about is people will experience your church online before they come to your actual church. Exactly. But that's not the case if they can't find your church online. If they can't find it online, and then the other thing would be if they do happen to find it, if it's not very good and doesn't answer some questions. Yeah. Or well, if it's yeah abandoned or yeah. looks abandoned. <laughs> it looks abandoned. Like, well, yeah. maybe the building's abandoned too. Exactly. Yeah. So is, is, you know, are visitors able to find it, helping visitors? find? And the other thing, too, is, is, as I just mentioned, was, okay, maybe they see your website, but does it help them 
not only find it locationally, but, you know, connect with people and connect with what you're trying to do and that kind of stuff. So we'll get into that in a little bit. And then the second would be, you know, does your website have functions? Does it have the functions your church actually needs? So we're talking, what, calendars here, up-to-date calendars? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're talking uh, online donation, which is very important. Yeah, member directory. And plus, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some basics you got to have. You got to have right. yeah. when are my services and where are you located? Yeah. And what should I expect as a, a first time visitor? Those are kind of the some of the key things to uh, yeah. to put on your site. We're going to get into that a little bit. We'll get into that. And, and obviously, they need to be easy to find once people get there. Uh, the other one is here's a question Do your members actually use it. <laughs> is there, I mean, is there, you know, is it worth them going to it and using it? It, it probably would be good if you made that available to them and so they could use it. And then the other question is, is it integrate integrated with your church management software? So uh, what you're using to manage your church, uh, you know, the administrative part of things, you know, mm-hmm. is it integrated with that software? Is your website integrated? So, uh, you know, if if uh, if the answer is no to any of these questions, um, you might you know you might consider some of the things we're going to say here, and maybe how we can help you a little bit. So, all right, all right. And there may be a little debate around this um, regarding. I mean, one of the first things before you even build a site, you need to figure out well, what's who's this for? Right. And some may say, well, this is only for people that don't go to my church, mm-hmm. and so they would, you know, you'd have a strategy in place that would. Yeah. Be that. oriented towards that, but for most part, most of the churches that have done it well, there's there's a component that that addresses the members as well as mm-hmm. um, those that don't go to the church. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some of the core functions that your website should have. Right. So some of the key things that it mm-hmm. needs to have. So top of the list, and this is kind of. Uh, geared towards uh, just making sure things are current and updated and not abandoned is having a church calendar. Yeah, an up-to-date, one that's up-to-date, <laughs> one that's been taken care of. Yeah, that's one of the, the toughest things, especially if you've got a calendar that um, that you've got to manually deal with and it shows the most current thing that you've put on your calendar. And if that's the... Uh, yeah. Um, Easter event and it's now August then <laughs> or November, right. then uh, you know that that's going to be a major yeah. turnoff to people. Yeah, and it takes a little, depending on what kind of a uh, function you have, I mean, um, it can be definitely be a challenge. Uh, my church actually has a WordPress site, which we can maybe get into a little bit. I personally don't like it. I didn't set it up. The guy before me set it up. I'm actually considering moving our stuff over to myflock.com. But uh, our church calendar is kind of crappy. I mean, if I can be, if I can use the French, it's just not very good. I don't like the way it's laid out on, on the WordPress that I use. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a hassle to change it. Yeah. Whereas stuff I'm more familiar with, like MyFlock, it's easy to change it, to, to add something or, you know, get rid of something. So your church calendar should be up to date. Yeah, so... Church calendar options. So one would be, you know, your church management system may have a calendar integrated that you can put on the website. Another popular alternative is a Google calendar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you can embed the Google calendar on your church website. So I know a lot of... A lot of people yeah. do that as well. They're and they're real fancy, but they're but they're yeah they they're do functional. the job. And there's there's actually companies dedicated to that just do church calendars, and so and they're all designed to be embedded on the site, but they're all geared for the church. So yeah. 
I think it's important for two reasons. One is if you have newer people, new people or newer people that are, you know, checking out your church, you know, they, they want to see what's going on. Right. You can get a feel for yeah. what yeah. is happening or right. is it only Sunday morning services and that's the only thing happening yeah. at the yeah. church. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, I mean, and we have people that come and go all the time. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people might say, well, I'll just find out when I go and look at the program or something. But there's a lot of people that, you know, either don't show up or forget. And so it's easier for members just to go to your domain and see what's going on. So, mm-hmm. right. so, so that's important. Uh, uh, so church calendar, up-to-date church calendar would be one core. What's the second one? So outreach optimization. Outreach. Okay. That's a fancy word. That sounds intimidating. What is that? <laughs> So uh, it, it is, it's kind of along the lines of, well, we talked about the people that come to your church most likely came to your church website initially. So this is about making sure that those looking for a ministry site are going to be able to find your church. Okay. So this has to do with typically, you know, one of the, the key things is it's got to be a search engine friendly okay. um, site. All right. So how do you make it? So we're talking SEO here. SEO, search engine optimization. Right. So how do you do that here within uh, somebody's trying to get in? So how how do you actually make that happen with your website? I mean, how do you make a search engine optimizing? How do you make that really? So, well, I mean, there's, there's a whole, uh, in, there's industry around the optimization of your site. So some of uh, it's good, some of it's bad, right? Yeah. And some of it's a little bit of black magic and others are just have to do with, um, you know, so it's legitimate. So you're going to want to have a site that has, um, good structured HTML and that it has content and that is relevant to what you're looking for. So, um, content is king with, with regard to search engine and optimization, so you just want to have some key phrases and words built into your site that are okay. relevant. So if you're like a specific denomination, your church may be, well, let's, let's say your church is, you know, uh, I don't know, third Southern Baptist of Omaha or whatever. So you, you know, and I made that up that I don't think that's a real denomination, although maybe it is. But so, so if, if your church is a third Southern Baptist of Omaha convention, you probably people who maybe have come from that background want to, you know, they want to join the church or look, visit a church that's third Southern Baptist, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You want to make sure you have that on your site, probably several places on mm-hmm. the pages, in the keywords, right? Those yeah, kind of exactly. things. So when people do search, yeah, and there's up. there's tools out there, and there's tutorials available to help yeah. you with optimizing yeah. your search engine. Yeah. Um, SE, SEQ book is one of them. Twenty one free SEO tools. Uh, Lunamet Lunametrics is yes. another one. Uh, there's other ones too, but, right? Yeah. And these are free, I think. They're, they're tutorials that are free. But yeah, I think you, you touched on something I think it's real important. That is, be careful because there's always people promising you the world and just send so yes. much money and we'll make your, your thing show up number one. Right. On and that engine. is, yes, you would, yeah, I would tend to run from those right. uh, people that are, are making guarantees or offering that sort of thing. Okay. So we skipped over. That was actually the second piece of this outreach optimization. The first piece was getting a good, choosing a good domain name. 
Right. Okay. So if you don't have one, yeah, that would be good. Or it might not be bad if you have a domain name right now. You might want to change it to something better. Yeah. And that's it ties into the search engine optimization because your 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 domain name and your page titles affect your um, your ranking within the Google system as well. So you want to you know choose a domain name that's going to be appropriate for your site. Right. Okay. Uh, and then what about um, what about a responsive responsive design? Yes, yeah, so a responsive layout. So um, Google uh, periodically goes through and updates their algorithm. It has well, actually they they go through every day and update their algorithm. But sometimes they have some major algorithm updates. And their most recent major one had to do with penalizing um, sites that were not mobile friendly. So creating a, a responsive layout would is one that depending on the that works well across all um, screen sizes. Right. So, so, so in other words, it, it shows up, it, it will automatically kind of rearrange or resize according to your mobile device. Yes. Depending on the size screen. of your yeah, tablet, okay. that's what mobile okay. or on the computer. So it only, not only looks good on the computer and easy to operate on the computer, but okay. it um, is, um, you know, works well on the tablets and right. mobile devices. Right, so it should be responsive. The layout should be that. That would help things a lot better. Make make life easier. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's see some other things here we can talk about when it comes to, you know, is your website good enough? Or maybe you could improve your website with these things. Would be um, uh, you should probably have a sermon video, teaching video, whatever you want to call it, uh, some kind of an archive page. Right. Uh, and actually, what you might consider on your homepage, you might consider doing this. I'm 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 not in the cluttered homepages. There's some churches have a bunch of clutter. I call it clutter on their homepage. Uh, but you might want to make sure you keep that to a minimal. But one of the things you might want to have on your homepage would be a little video. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a sermon. Uh, it could be a welcome video from your senior pastor, maybe a minute long or two minutes long. Uh, where it's easily there on the homepage. Right. You uh, want to avoid mistakes of like having music or video start playing when you load the page. Yeah. Don't do that. Please, please don't put music on automatically. Yeah, or have that. a video that plays automatically. Yeah, to you, I, the automatic thing is not good, yeah. but at least have it there. Yeah. But this ties into a lot of people that are searching for a church. They want, it's a good way to get to know what's the style of the church, what's mm-hmm. the teaching, preaching, right. worship like, and having um, sermons um, archived and videos there yeah. is a good way for people to experience what the church is all about. Yeah, and again, when it comes to having sermons, I mean, you know, you could do, you could put MP3 files on there. You don't necessarily have to have video. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to have an intro video. That's easy to do today. If you need help on that, let us know. But you can basically whip out a smartphone and if the lighting's good and the audio is good, you can put together a little video, upload it to YouTube, and then put the link or embed. You can actually embed it right. on your website, and uh, you know, make it keep it short and sweet. But but all the, as far as these other things, actual get people getting an opportunity to really, you know, get a feel for your church, uh, MP3 files. You know, you could put them on a page, uh, or if you can do video, put video on a page. Mm-hmm. Uh, those kind of things. And, and it really, it's, it's, um, I, I want to emphasize this really, you should make it so that when people go to your homepage, they don't have to spend five or 10 minutes searching mm-hmm. 
for something like that. Right. It should be real obvious where they can go, where they can click. Yeah. You know? So this is one of the yeah one of the key things you want to have on your site. Right. Okay. The other thing would be online donations. Yes, and that's some people. I think that's out of reach, but actually, it's actually very simple to set up online donations either with a paid company that mm-hmm. charges a fee. Well, actually, all of them are going they'll to charge you a fee. Take a little piece of the uh, pie, right? Yes, they'll either take a, a part of the donation or charge you a monthly fee and that sort of thing. So there's a bunch of um, companies out there. Uh, one that's, that's popular and available to everybody is just PayPal. Yeah. So that's pretty easy to set up. They use create an account. Say you want to accept donations, and they'll actually build a little donation button for you, and you mm-hmm. paste that button on your site, and you're collecting donations. And we've we've covered we do actually have done podcasts on this one topic of donations, but you should really have that available for a couple of reasons. One is you can just you don't have to make a big deal about it; just have it there where people can see it. And I would put it on several pages. But uh, again, I wouldn't make a big to do about it, but have it there where it's it's easily visible. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the main reasons for that is you know, we we found this out with our church is that it just people they're more you know your regular members if they forget you know to to bring their checkbook or if they haven't been to church for a while they just go to the website and give it takes takes them literally two minutes at the most mm-hmm. you know to do that so uh, definitely online should be there. And uh, I, I know some people think, well, you know, new people are going to get freaked out because all they think we're doing is asking for money. But you don't have to make a big to-do about it. Just have it there available for people. Right. All right. So what's the third thing we should have well, on our website? I think, you know, we talk a lot about social media. And I think you should have some type of social media integration uh, that's available on your church website so that people can, uh, you know, they can... They can connect to your Twitter page. They can connect to your Facebook page. You know, hopefully you have those yes. <laughs> those things you're using. Uh, maybe Twitter is not a big deal to you, but you can always – Facebook seems to be the most popular thing for churches. And, uh, and you know, they have whatever they have. They, don't, they only have a few billion people. Well, they don't have mm-hmm. a billion, but they have at least a billion people. Don't they have like a billion people? Something like that. Yeah, I think they I mean, just, it's, it's that they just crazy. crested the a billion mark. So it's there out there for people. Everybody's on it. So if you don't have a Facebook page, make one, create one. We can help you do that. Talk to us later. But if you have one, make it available to people. Right. So the people can. So you just put a link to yeah. your Facebook page yeah. off your, yeah. And and, and then obviously, like we're talking here with websites, you obviously need to update it once in a while, your Facebook page. You should do it at least a couple times a week, I would think. But anyhow, okay. Uh, The other thing, too, I would strongly consider doing would be having your church blog, you know, having Mm -hmm. it on your website somewhere where there's a blog. So what is a church blog? What is a church blog? So um, I'm personally, I, I have the opinion that, Less is more. So when I talk about a blog, I wouldn't write a real long blog, but I would have something that's a a regular blog, maybe weekly basis from your senior pastor or a key leader. Right. So I would think, yeah, you'd want to have, it's got to have a voice. Mm -hmm. And so you typically take your senior pastor or one of the key leaders that would manage that blog, right? So they would, yeah, it would have their voice and be integrated into your 
website. Yeah, and have it on page on your website. Have it somewhere in the menu when people go to the homepage. They can check. They can check out the church blog or whatever you want to call it. And uh, you know, again, it, it takes a little bit of effort, but having the blog, uh, number one, I think it helps with search engine as well. But number two, it, it it it's it's something if it's from a key leader, you know, helps people connect. And then again, if you're a new person, you get a better feel for the direction the church might be going, hopefully by the blog. Mm-hmm. And again, we did a podcast on blogging. Yes. So you you, should, you might want to consider that. So um, anyhow, the whole key to this whole thing we're talking about here is paying some attention <laughs> to your website. So somebody has to pay a little bit of attention to it. Yeah. that's And a lot of people think, well, we're not a technology-centric church. Our average age is, you know, in their 60s. And people, you know, it's just not really important that, you know, most of them don't go to the website and a lot of people don't have computers. And it's just, a, it, it's it's showing kind of disregard for a, a very large audience that could be coming by your church and could say, well, people don't drive by my church much, so I'm not going to mow the grass or keep the building upkeep or, you know, <laughs> right. we'll just, you know. There's, we talked there's, about that too in yeah, the not, <laughs> Yeah, not many people are going to. Yeah. And it, you really want to keep up your website and as just as you would your facility. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's, it's important to do that, you know, for a lot of reasons, but all right. So the bottom line is here, as we talked about these little things here. Okay. So if there's somebody listening going, okay, well, I've got a website. I'm not real crazy about it. Uh, I'm not really good on how to do that. I mean, where should they start? How should they build this? Are there, I mean, there's obviously lots of different products out there. Yeah. There's a bunch of, different ways you can go around that or go about this. You know, one of the things we talked about is if you have a, a church management system that offers a website component, then you can get, you can go that do, route. Do we know anybody that has <laughs> something like that? I don't know. There's probably <laughs> lots of companies, but I know our company, the myflock.com has the, the church management system, which allows you to manage your members and communicate and all that sort of thing, as well as integrate those elements into your church website. So myflock.com, you started it, Back in 2000, 2001, uh, first, probably one of the first, if not the first, cloud. Cloud-based church management yeah. system, yes. Okay. I don't think there were. I'm almost certain there were none. Okay. So. And I know you went to conventions and people mocked you for it and all that. <laughs> but here you are. You still, yeah, you still got it. It's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, we go to yeah, trade shows and the, the uh, desktop-centric Guys were all saying, oh, you guys come and go all the time, and this internet thing's a big <laughs> fad, and, <laughs> you know, you got a church management system that runs on the internet. Who's ever heard of that thing? Well, I'm uh, proud to say that my church was the second church to use it. <laughs> yes, you Your are. church was the first, which I was actually yeah. a part of before I went and started the other church. Yeah. But, and, so, and they still use it today, even though yeah. I'm no longer there. They still and, use it, right? And uh, all They the, paid their bill. The, uh, <laughs> the um, these other church management companies that were all you know PC desktop based or all have um, cloud based components now because right. otherwise they'd be left behind. Right. Yeah. So so, so myflock.com. If you're interested, just Google myflock.com or type yeah, in myflock.com. Yeah. Or go and Google church management systems, and you'll see a myriad. Of yeah, there's other ones options. out there as well. Um, so that'll give the advantage of integrating in 
your website and your church management stuff. Yep. So the calendars and member directories and you know, those kind of tools, your sermon archives, right. all that. So just to be clear, my flock, it's church management, but we also have website templates so people could actually build a website Yes, and, and do that. And, and there's other companies out there, obviously. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but they're, they're out there. <laughs> so uh, they're out there. Um, and there's other, there's other website things. WordPress is very popular. Yes. Um, I, you know, I'm sure it's great. I don't like it. That, <laughs> I mean, my church has it. I don't like it, but that's just me. Maybe I'm old fuddy duddy, but I it is it. the most popular um, system out there and you can set it up for virtually no cost mm-hmm. and you can get some great designs for mm-hmm. that are integrated that are part of WordPress for, for no cost or, or very low cost. And there's also, um, there's actually some Christian based systems that do website management for a, a small fee. And there's um, secular ones out there like um, uh, Squarespace is one mm-hmm. off the top yeah. of my head. That's actually really easy to use, has great staff to support you to, and allow you to create. Something like Wix out there or something like Wix that. Wix is another free one as well as some paid options as well. Mm-hmm. And there's been some others that have kind of come and gone, but um, yeah. Lots of different options. All right, good. Well, we're just about out of time here. So, uh, you know, we just hope that this helps you a little bit. Uh, chances are you've got a website, but maybe you need to improve upon it. Maybe you might consider changing it or changing your domain name so that makes it easier or, for people. And I think people don't understand is you can register multiple domain names and have them point to the same site. That's true. So You're right. Yeah, that's um, yeah. often overlooked because people always think, oh, I got this domain, it's tied to this site. Yeah. And you can register another domain and point it to the same site. Yeah, yeah. So there, that's a good point. All right, folks. Well, hey, we'd love to hear from you. And if you have questions about some of these things we've talked about, or you have some comments, uh, you agree, you disagree, want to add to the conversation, just uh, send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. We're also available on a thing called iTunes. So look for Church Solutions Podcast on iTunes. We're available on uh, YouTube, somewhere out there on YouTube. Uh, just look for streamingchurch.tv. And uh, newmediaministries.tv is a little kind of a bloggish kind of a thing we've got that has some of our products. And this is also, this audio is uh, put on there as well, newmediaministries.tv. So I think I covered all the bases, right? All right. Sounds good. All right, folks. Well, thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today for the Church Solutions Podcast. His name is Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. Have yourself a great day. We will catch you next time. Take care.